Welcome to Small Gals Big Chats, a podcast about two Asian Australian girls finding their way in this crazy world. You're joined by Amelia and Monica. Grab a coffee and snack and make yourself comfortable. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone! Hi! Hope you guys are doing well. We are back for our second episode. (laughs) On the same day. <laughs> Amelia, please, no one needs to know that. Um, I don't know why we're laughing at this this much. Um, but we thought we'd just quickly start off about like what we've been watching, Netflix shows or yeah. movies. We've been watching quite a lot of stuff in the past few months. Yeah, Amelia can start off with this. <laughs> what have I been watching? I will, I will, third season F1 came out, which I was yeah. very happy about. A bit too short as per usual, but it was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed. She's like a total <laughs> F1 expert now, <laughs> spitting out facts and names and watching highlights, right? Did you watch highlights? Yeah, I have. Follow the YouTube channel. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't, they have a good YouTube channel. They do like high, race highlights and they do interviews and stuff. It's very interesting. But anyway, yes, I've been watching F1. I'm not a complete expert. I reckon I can... Do you get what the highlights like say? Yeah, sometimes. Wow. For the most part, I understand what's going on. But if you were to ask me like super specific questions, maybe I won't know. Maybe I could, but you know, never know. So um, who's your favourite F1 driver? Not <laughs> all my favourite. I'm kidding. No, who's my favourite? I love Daniel Ricciardo. He's just so hot. <laughs> is he hot or is he good? He's not. He's okay. He's not bad. But some people, so that's the thing, right? Everyone has their own definition of good. So, like, some people could say, oh, he's not that good. He's okay. I, he's just funny. I think he has a great sense of humor. And he's Australian. Okay. You should look, look at what he looks like. I'll have a, I'll have a quick look <laughs> right now. Well, why are you doing that? I mean, the only thing I've ever been... Uh, the other thing I've been watching... Yeah, he's hot, yeah? Oh, yeah, he's hot, yeah, yeah. He's pretty hot. Oh, he's yeah. like 31. I'm 24. By year. Wow, so successful. Yeah. Super hot. <laughs> <laughs> See? But he's actually pretty old, because a lot of the F1 drivers are quite young. Mm. Yeah. He's a cute smile. Yeah, I know. See, now Mom's into F1, so she's going to start watching it. <laughs> um, other than that, I watched I watched The Serpent recently. Mm-hmm. What's which, that? It was about, well, I don't want to give too much away, but it's pretty much about a guy that murders backpackers and hippies back in the 70s in Bangkok. It's, Mon's giving me a face. It's just, yes, it sounds terrible, but it's actually really good because it's based on a real story as well. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, but it's good. Um, other than that, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine again, as you know. Yeah, season seven. Good. Amazing. Did we watch season seven this year? Did yes. it come out this it's, year? Yeah. Season seven was really good. Yeah. Captain um, Holt. So funny. I thought season... Because season, we were talking about this. Season 6 was a bit... And not our favourite. Like, it wasn't up there. It was good, but it wasn't up there. Yeah. Season 7 really picked up. Yeah. And then the... I think there's only one season left after this. Oh, really? Didn't you tell me there was only one season after this? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I think there's one more season 8. I think season 8's the last one. They're wrapping it up. Yeah. I think it's good. I think mm-hmm. you can't drag on a show too much, or you can ruin it. For example, How I Met Your Mother. Ruined. Really? You didn't, did you watch the whole thing? Multiple times. Oh, I shit. hate the ending. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just not great. How many seasons were there? No. <laughs> oh, so you felt like it dragged out a bit? It dragged out a bit, and I feel like the ending wasn't really justified. But that's, like, my opinion. There's a long story behind <laughs> it, but yeah. Yeah. It's always disappointing when the ending's really bad after the show's so good. Like, it was good for a few seasons, but then I think it just dragged on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you just need to know an end. What else have you been watching? Um, I've been watching Jane the Virgin. <laughs> a little <laughs> random. But um, it came across my reels. And then I saw this guy, Justin Valdoni. I was like, oh, this guy's so hot. And then... Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, I saw he was in Jane the Virgin, I saw the trailer on Netflix, kept appearing up, and I got curious, and I started watching an episode, and then... You're hooked. I'm on episode 17 right now. <laughs> of season one? Yeah. How many episodes are there? Uh, 19 for this one. Oh, shit. So you're nearly uh, done. Yeah, and no, I started it this week, too. <laughs> wow, She's so training. proud. She's so proud of herself. <laughs> um, he's so hot. Look at, look at you. Wait for me. Yeah, we have our laptops here, we're just Googling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can see. Oh, yeah, he's hot. Right? And, like, that's them together. Like, he's, like, so ripped in the show. Because he's, like, a rich boy, too. That's the thing. When she told me she was watching Jane the Virgin, I'm like, it's definitely been around for a while. Yeah. That's so random. It's a little dramatic just because it's, like, a telenova. Okay. Like a Spanish um, soap oh, okay. yeah, soap soap shows, so a bit extra dramatic, but a lot of plot twists. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's good. A lot of plot twists, and you're only on episode seventeen. Yeah, so many, like legit, like four plot twists. How many seasons are there? There are five seasons. Well, you have a long way to go. Yeah, and like each act is pretty good. Anyways, hot guy, great show. Is there anything else you've been watching? <laughs> uh, Do re- you like Parks and Recs again? I'm rewatching Parks oh and Recs too. For like the just show. literally seven times, I'm not even joking. Ron Swanson, yes. <laughs> um, what else have we been watching? I mean, I think that's it, to yeah. be honest. Movies? It's just Minari. Oh, we watched Minari. And then, oh, we really want to watch um, Shang-Chi? Yes, yes, yes! Yeah, I just don't know if that's the best pronunciation. But yeah, the trailer for it came out recently with Simu Liu and like, I loved him in like King's Convenience. Oh. Pretty hot. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, it looks good though. Yeah. An Asian led, like. Finally. Yeah, character, which is awesome. Well, it's like one of the guys is from a Hong Kong drama. Oh, yeah, you did show yeah. me. He's, yeah. I think he's playing the dad or something, but um, it's just like. And there's another girl. Her name is Fala Chen, I think. Um, She was in. I don't know if you recognize her, hmm. but she was in um, a lot of Hong Kong dramas back then oh. anyway she's in in this one also as a main character but it's like so cool to see like a whole like yeah. asian cast yeah it's like really exciting <laughs> when does it come out um Soon? september oh september yeah something like at the end of the year oh, or their so summer fair. american summer if you think about it oh fair enough fair enough that'll be our yeah. springtime but the trailer was out. It's exciting. It looks good. Yeah. So that's what we've been watching. I'm sure there's been other stuff we've been watching because yeah. Netflix is life. But yeah, I just rewatch shows a lot. Yeah, I think it's there's a certain element of like this comfort knowing what's gonna happen, and it's kind of like background stuff. Yeah. You don't have to pay too much attention mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it's been exciting. Turns <laughs> <laughs> up <of> TV. <laughs> well, in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about long term relationships, which is. Which would be good, I think. Yeah, it would be a little more serious than our... Um, dating one? Yeah, so our last episode of our first season, we did one on online dating, mm-hmm. a bit more, very briefly on red flags and my, like, online dating experiences. Yeah. Not that much, but, you know, there was <laughs> some stories there. <laughs> um, but today we'll be diving into a long-term relationship, so going the other route mm-hmm. um, a bit more where... Amelia's been in a long-term relationship, so she's going to share, like, insights into her relationship, how mm-hmm. she maintains 
the spark, you mm-hmm. know, maybe send some nudes, um, <laughs> and like what she did and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we start into that, we might start with love languages, right? Yeah, because okay. I think love languages is really interesting. I think the first time that I did a love language quiz was probably a few years back. I can't mm-hmm. remember who told me about it, but I just thought it was really interesting. I love personality tests. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Even though, of course, like these things are never a hundred percent. It's mm. still there's some truth behind it. So right. we thought. So when we were brainstorming for this episode, I asked Mon what her love language was, and she didn't know. So I made her do the quiz. But if you don't know, um, love language is essentially how we like to receive and express love with a partner. And the five long love uh, five love languages are physical touch, quality time. Words of affirmation, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. So I know what my love language is, but I was curious about what Mon's were. So um, do you want to say what yours is? So my love language is what was it? Oh, acts of service yeah. and quality time. Mm. Um, and then other ones was like I think physical touch and words affirmation was equal. Equal, and then my last was receiving was mm-hmm. just gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember my exact ordering, but I know physical touch and quality time were my first ones. Mm-hmm. And then I think it might have been words of affirmation, acts of service, and then gifts as my last one. So both our gifts is the last one, which I don't think is surprising though, because mm-hmm. we're not very... Like, I like giving gifts for people's birthday, don't get me wrong. I love buying a present. She fucking loves it, guys. Yeah. Like, she <laughs> gives me yeah. life. I love yeah. putting the thought and like, buying it. Her heart pumps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the one that organizes birthdays. I love buying gifts, but I don't think I am the type to buy gifts if there's not an occasion, though. Yeah. Which I think is the same as Mon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't see gifts as, like, my way of saying, like, hey, I like Yeah. You, you know? Like, maybe, like, anniversary, mm-hmm. sure, and birthdays, because they're meaning behind yeah. that. Yeah. I wouldn't go out of the way and be like, I've no way, oh, I'm going to give you this laptop because I just feel like it. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like that's... Too much. Too much, unnecessary, and I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's interesting, because that's me as well. Like, I don't like people buying me things out of nowhere, because I almost feel like I have to owe them something. Yeah. Same, like, I have to compensate. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Not that I don't deserve it, I just feel like there are other ways of expressing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mons was acts of service, and when she first... When the results first came out, I was, like, a bit surprised. But now that we talked about it, it's not that surprising. What did you think my top ones would be? Quality time doesn't surprise me, because Mon is definitely a quality time type of person. Mm. Even, like, in our friendship, like, it means a lot when Mon... You can spend one-on-one time with her. I don't know what else I... Now looking at the list, I don't know what else I would have thought. So, acts of service maybe isn't that surprising. I think just initial thought I was like oh acts of service yeah I thought it would be more physical touch for me up there because mm. I do enjoy it mm. um when I'm like when I'm like with someone also like I really do enjoy it both ways mm-hmm. I just thought it would be more higher but then acts of service for me it makes a lot of sense mm. because yeah I explained this earlier to Amelia but mm. it's just like the sense that someone's taking their time out mm-hmm. or out of the way to do something for me mm-hmm. For example, without me asking and taking the time out of the day where they might be busy or something, um, the fact that they think of me, it's how I would interpret it. And that means a lot because, yeah. you know, oh, like they're doing something. I didn't even ask them. Yeah. And like that, like it's special. Yeah. 
that's where I think I come from. And I like think I like to I go out of my way to do things for people anyway. Yes, mom does. So I guess it doesn't surprise me, but just to see it as a result, I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Would, I guess it connects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like quality time is a lot of people's one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it should be for a lot. I mean, just it means a lot to spend time with someone. Yeah. yeah and I feel like it's always different in a group setting. For sure. Because you're never really... You're there with everyone, but you're, you're never, like, actually having those conversations. Mm-hmm. You to, like, update each other in each other's lives. Just mm-hmm. more, like, general, like, chit-chat, mm-hmm. small talk, games and banter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. most things. And then, like, all your time you can, like, do one on one, you can see each other. Yeah. Or even, like, whatever. a smaller group. Yeah. Mine, I don't think was surprising. My physical touch is the highest, I think, which makes sense because I'm a very touchy person, yeah. I find. And quality time, again, I like because at the end of the day, you can't, you can't have more time and you can't, you know, get yeah. your time back, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't surprising. But I know love languages can differ with different relationships, though. Yeah, but, depends how it is. Yeah, but I haven't been in that many relationships, so I haven't actually, I guess, had that experience of having someone that has different relation mm-hmm. um sorry love languages and seeing how my love language differs I only technically have that one experience yeah and I haven't had any it's just based on my flings <laughs> that, um how I'm going about it and my own personal life so I guess it can definitely change mm-hmm. but I just feel like access service and quality time is just like a staple of who I am as a mm-hmm. person like yeah. what I appreciate day to day yeah can be from anyone yeah and that just like it means a lot to yeah you. well also those love languages i i think i was talking about love languages with someone before and they told me that your love language depending on what your love language is could be what you were lacking throughout your childhood and mon agrees with that statement but i think i don't necessarily agree i agree in a sense where for acts of service yeah where i see in my parents relationship my Dad doesn't do much for my mom. <laughs> um, so I, I think for me, I would like to see like a future boyfriend mm-hmm. or partner to do things for mm-hmm. me, because you know they they're not sitting around, they're not like lazing, they're yeah. doing something with their life. They're like, yeah, going out of their way to help you, you know, make yeah. a day easy. Especially like when I'm stressed or under pressure, yeah, it's nice to, for someone to like relieve that stress. Yeah, so I see it from that. Yeah, and, like that's where Fair I enough. think. I guess where that statement when Melinda says, you know, yeah. from her parents, and yeah, I can see why <laughs> I want that, but I don't know how true that statement is because yeah. I think Emily comes from a quite a loving family. Yeah, um, and I feel like growing up there was quite a bit of like hugging and kissing and stuff. Yeah, so that's why I'm like curious as to why my one is physical touch, but maybe that statement isn't true, or maybe not as strong, because then you could say that. Um, you want physical touch because you've had that. You you had that going up. Yeah, it's a staple. So you want that in your future relationships yes. also, right? Yeah. So I feel like you can also go both ways because yeah. it's like you've been grown up this way, and your parents have shown you love that way. Yeah, so you want that. In yeah, your... and in a way, you that's how that's what you think love is, and how ha- and that's how you you've been growing up knowing yeah. that love is like physical touch, you know, quality time, whatever that may be. You've grown up knowing that. So then you kind of apply it to your relationship. Like, oh, well, my parents showed me love this way. So that I'll must, yeah, yeah, that's what love must be like. So it can go both ways, I think. I think it depends on the person. I don't think that statement's very strong. <laughs> yeah, because um, I was trying to find things to back it up, but I couldn't find anything. Yeah. I think you can go both ways. I think you can be on you lack and you want that in your next relationship. Mm-hmm. 
because that could talk you can like probably relate that to love like maybe unhealthy toxic relationships mm-hmm. where they lack maybe all that like mm-hmm. touch and love and like gift giving and they want that in the next one you know yeah so you can definitely go both ways for sure yeah for or, sure or like what you had in your previous relationship you like that so you want that to be in the next person yeah also, right exactly yeah. so it could be it's it's different but It'd be interesting to see how one applies it when she gets in the relationship. Like, I got massages. I remember when I was seeing someone. So, I want massages in my next one. <laughs> so, physical touch is your thing. I want massages. <laughs> That's all I want. That's acts of service, technically. Yeah. Oh. Cause, is it? Because they're doing something for you. Oh, yeah. But just in general, I like a good massage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, like... Not even a love language thing. <laughs> but obviously, like, love language is, like, any other personality test, yeah. right? You take it with a grain of salt. And you have a bit of fun with it, which yeah. is what we're doing. It's pretty fun, though, to see. I love it. Yeah, Mon and I. We'll be talking about other personality tests in other episodes. We should do more. Yeah, we're oh, like, There's, like, the work ones also. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, the HBDI one. We can talk about We've that We've both one. done the HBDI Yeah, one. I think that'd be interesting to see, like... Yeah, because our personality is quite different. Yeah, I think we are. But opposites attract people. Opposites attract. (laughs) I believe in that statement. Some people don't believe in it. See, that's the thing. Do you believe in opposites attract? I think so. I think so too. I mean, this yeah. is an example. Mon and I are very like it's, This is a friendship, of course, but it's just yeah. more like a million in many ways is like on one spectrum a bit more. I'm very chaotic. Yeah, she's a bit more chaotic, but she's organised in ways. Yeah. Like very organised to like quite neat. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm more like a bit more calm. Yeah. Spontaneous go with the flow ways yeah. also. But I'm messy. <laughs> I'm messy clean organized if that's a category you can put someone in um messy yeah you know she's like a yeah i think i said it last week and my sister was like is that meant to be a compliment yeah like chaotic organized yes that's how we have labeled it it's just i yeah. am organized in like maybe work in her own way and it's like oh it's not so organized to me but it works for her like but, i can't remember all my dates in my head i can't like i don't need a diary i remember during I think early uni days, most of high school, use my diary for one term throughout the rest, and I could still remember all my assessments. Yeah, but I can't do that. Yeah. For me, it's like, I think I could remember it, but I think the thought of me forgetting gives me so much stress uh, that I have to write it down. I have stress too, but it's just like, <laughs> whatever. Push through, push through. Because what's also interesting, on the topic of like opposites attract, have you found that the guys that you're attracted to in the past have been very opposite to you in personalities? Oh, yeah, they've all been really different. Yeah. I don't see any similarities. Because Mon we... doesn't have a type, though. Have we yeah. talked about types before? We have. We have. I think there's a general sense of what they do yeah. and how they act. But in terms of looks, it's quite a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But but when we mean opposites, like, personality-wise. Yeah, I think they're quite different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like all the people that I'm attracted to, like, even friendships-wise, like, Mon as being my best friend, even the guys that I'm attracted to, they're very different to me. I'm not, I'm not attracted to chaotic people. Like, quite enthusiastic, loud. And when I mean chaotic, I mean quite, like, I'm quite enthusiastic as a person. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Do you want more calming person? Yeah. Like, I find that all the people that I've been attracted to in the past have been very cool, calm, and collected. Oh, I think it's opposite for me. Really? Maybe that's why the last guy didn't work out. Because <laughs> it's too calm. Yeah. Too chill. Hmm, maybe. Whereas the guy before, how was a bit more, like... Enthusiastic? More enthusiastic. He's more, like, a charmer. Like, yeah. good with his words. Okay. Yeah, good talker. 
Okay. Maybe it's just a, just a really fuckboy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's attracted to fuckboys. <laughs> to the bad guys. That's oh, so bad. Yeah, actually. <laughs> just need to find a good Chinese boy like my parents want me to. <laughs> Not going to work out, I feel like. Your well, last guy was a good Chinese boy, but one <laughs> That wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like we're attracted to very different guys. That's why we also don't clash. I'm attracted to, like, guys that, like, want to go. Wow. Just very calm. Like, if I don't want someone to be chaotic as well, because then yeah. nothing's ever going to get done. Because I bring in some logic yeah, and to I both no of logic. us. Millie's, like, I think we're both emotional, but she's more emotional. Yeah. And... I'm very gut feeling as a person. Yeah, and I can think of my mind a little bit more. And I think of, like, different routes. I'm, like, mm-hmm. more methodical, mm-hmm. I think. I'm not. I'm like, it doesn't feel right, I'm not doing it. So I need to find a male version <laughs> of you, essentially. Yeah, you need to find a guy that, like, goes with the flow. Not goes with the flow, but trusts his gut. Because I find that my gut is always right, though. That's why I Your always gut go, has been yeah. right for a lot of things. Like, if something... Yeah, right? Because if something doesn't feel right, I, like, almost always go with that and not thinking logically whether or not it works. Uh, where I, I feel like, nah, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, because you're like, oh, but on paper it could work type of thing. But that's not how it works. <laughs> Mine's like, no, I have a gut feeling that this is not going to work. Yeah, so future me needs to find a male version of Amelia. And I need to find a male yeah. version of Monica. We are so off topic right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, kind of, it's on this right topic because it's opposites and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess moving on to a long-term relationship, <laughs> which is the topic of this um episode episode because mom mentioned that she hasn't been in a long-term relationship Mm -mm. so it's really just me speaking i mean obviously it's based off my experience and we're only technically had one long-term relationship so it might not be the same for everyone that's in a relationship but i think it'll still be interesting to talk about i would think like the general like gist Mm -hmm. of it and the elements that make a long-term relationship i think you could share that yeah where i definitely like the small things that make it unique that's of course, it's different to, to you, but yeah, I feel like the general like elements that make a long term relationship works. I think you would have that. Yeah, down to pat. And I think that's true actually, because like the basic things to make a long term yeah. relationship work is obviously communication, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys kind of have to have the same morals and values, mm-hmm. same goal in life as in a way. Because I do find that a lot of relationships don't work is when you're both on different paths. As cliche as that sounds. If your paths don't eventually align into one, then it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't agree on the basic morals and values that you guys believe in, again, that's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the things that maybe are kind of harder to control and mm-hmm. harder to, quote, work on because our values and our morals come from what we believe in growing up, yeah. essentially. So that's the, like I guess if you were to talk about long-term relationship, that's one. But then commu- stuff like communication, trust, that's all, like, that's all work in progress stuff, right? Yeah, you need to build up towards mm-hmm. that, right? Like, yeah. over time. It's not, like, a given. Mm-hmm. You get in and you should trust that person. Mm-hmm. But the person usually has to earn it. Yeah, in a way. Of course. Like, if they do stuff wrong at the beginning, your trust is going to be broken, right? Yeah. But with communication, I find that different people communicate in different ways because that comes down to the fact that we all have different personalities. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to enter a relationship and communication. you're just going to communicate right straight away. You might if you get lucky, but I think it takes a little bit of getting used to, like getting used to like how they like to communicate in a yeah. way. 
because I really struggled with that at the beginning. Okay, so let's like wind back. How did you and your boyfriend first communicate? Like, how did you guys mm. go about it? Like, yeah. So, like, as a person, right? Mon knows me. I'm a very emotional person. So sometimes I find it really hard to articulate what exactly I'm feeling. Yeah. And versus my boyfriend, my previous boyfriend, he was quite calm so he was quite it was quite easy for him to like say what he thinks mm-hmm. so I think that didn't really work out because we were communicatingly communicating very differently mm-hmm. and at the beginning to be honest I didn't feel comfortable in communicating because if I was to say something he would be like no I don't think that I did anything wrong or I think you're wrong or this and this mm-hmm. and it's like but I was I opened myself enough to tell you what was wrong for you to then attack me you know, like was the, he more like shutting you down? Yeah, kind of. Is okay. everything was like justified. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to speak bad on anyone, of course. But it, and then for me, it's like, oh, you're not listening to me, or yeah. you're shutting me down. So why should I open up? So then I shut down, and when I shut down, I don't talk. Yeah, you know. Okay. So that's why we weren't communicating. I think over time we realized, like, you know, this is not going to work. Like, you can't. I can't shut down every time we have a fight. But at the same time, you need to be more open-minded and try to understand where I'm coming from, in a way. How long would you shut down and how long did it take him to come around to your, like, point of view? You see, that's, like, it depends on the topic, right? Like, I think for me, when I shut down, I don't want to talk about it. So then he doesn't see where I'm coming from because I refuse to talk about it. Oh, yeah, because okay. I'm like, well, you're not going to listen to me, so why should I explain it? Mm-hmm. And in, at, at the beginning, I will admit, I was really bad at saying what was wrong. And I was really bad in articulating what I was saying without it coming across as an attack. So I think what I find when you're communicating with someone, you're fighting, yes, they did something wrong, but you need to word in a way where it's not like, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this and this wrong. You have to kind of word it, it's like, look, I am sure you didn't come across that way, but I don't like the way that you did this and this and this because it made me feel like this and this and this. Like laying it out like that for my boyfriend helped because he's like, okay, look, I don't think what I did was wrong, but I can see what you mean and I can see why what I did made you feel that way. Yeah. Versus me being like, I don't like what you did. And he's like, well, I don't think I did anything wrong, so what's the problem? And then you're just going in circles. So you like basically let you eventually like kind of grew to logically explaining how you mm-hmm. felt and how this made you mm-hmm. feel and what you want him to do yeah exactly how he can be better next time right? yeah did he do that back to you yeah like because he was already really good at that stuff right oh, he was already there yeah like he was already kind of like decent at being like oh i don't like what you did because it made me feel like that but for me like i said before i'm quite a gut-based person i really struggled to logically lay it out how I felt because all I can be like I just felt bad and I don't like what you did and Mm. it's like I couldn't actually say why it made me feel that way I couldn't pinpoint what he did wrong yeah so I think eventually we kind of just worked it out and I, I think for him it's also like not taking what I say as if like it's a personal attack on him Mm -hmm. it's like just because I say you did something wrong doesn't mean that you're a shit person overall right it's like you just did something wrong because you've made a mistake not that you're like you have a shit ass personality mm-hmm. type of thing because I think I think with ge- with humans in general, right? Like if someone tells you that you did something wrong, it's really easy for you to be like, "Oh, I'm such a bad person. I'm such. A, it's I do very everything." Personal. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, "Oh, I do. I, nothing I do is right," and that pisses me off because it's like I'm not saying that nothing you did was right. I'm saying you made one mistake. Yeah, that's how you made me feel. And I just, exactly. You know. Okay, so I was like growth. 
Yeah. How long do you think that took you, though, to get there? Like, yeah. in all the arguments? Yeah, I would say it took, like, we started dating, for context, we started dating in year 12, so yeah. we were 17. So I think probably until, like, end of first year uni, it was only until we were, like, starting to kind of understand and some people was like, oh, that's so long, because that's, like, almost two years. Yeah. But we were also really young, though. Yeah, you're kind of, like, still immature. Yeah. Still growing yourselves yeah, as, exactly. like, people. Exactly. So, I mean, eventually, some people find that they kind of work it out quite quickly. It depends yeah. on the person. But for us, it took probably, like, a year and a bit. And then afterwards, it was all fine. Like, all the fights that we had was resolved really quickly, because we were able to talk about it much yeah. efficiently. Much more efficiently. Was he ever the more emotional in any scenario? He was always the calming one. I feel like he was always the calming one. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So it was, ne- was never like an argument that actually made him so emotional. Sometimes. It depends what the argument was. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very dependable on that. Yeah. yeah. But most of the arguments was like definitely me being the more emotional one. Yeah. There was sometimes that maybe I was being really stubborn and he's just kind of like, I don't, like, know what to do. <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Yeah, like, I'm so confused. Like, I don't know what more I can say or do to make you feel better. Yeah. And I think that's where I had to learn to be like, look, I said what made me feel bad, like, what you did wrong, and he apologised. It's up to me whether how long I take to forgive him. Yeah. Did you give yourself a time frame or just more, like, honestly, on your gut? Yeah, as long as oh my god, I think as long as he, as long as I felt like he understood what I was saying, and as long as he understood why what he did was wrong, then I was like, okay, I'm happy to move on. But if I still got an inkling that he wasn't really understanding what I was saying, and he was saying sorry for the sake of saying sorry, then I'm like, nah, I'm still mad. Could you tell him if he was saying sorry for the sake of saying yeah. sorry? Yeah. Because you, I good. Because sometimes people are like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and you can tell, right? Yeah. It's like he's so sick of, and I think that's the other thing, right? When you're in a relationship. Like, if you're not willing to actually understand why it's making the other person upset, then what's the point of fighting? Saying sorry is easy. Yeah, saying sorry is just their words. Exactly. I think your actions, and you try and move on from that. It yeah. So cliche, but yeah. Yeah, it's, all this is very cliche, but it's, it is right, right? And you can apply that in all aspects of your life. Like, if yeah. Mon and I were having a fight, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, yeah. right? Because I'm just, like, saying sorry for the sake of it. So I think eventually it was more like he didn't say sorry until he fully understood. And I didn't want to hear sorry just for the sake of saying sorry. I'm like, if it takes you a day to say sorry to me, then fine. But okay. I don't want you to say it after 10 minutes of us fighting just because you want to, you want this to stop, you know? Yeah. Because if you sweep problems under the rug, the problem's going to come up again. And then it's going to get worse and worse. And then you might break up. Yeah, there's only so much sweeping and bottling you can do before, like, it bursts. Exactly. And we've found that, like, people in the past that we've known have broken up over problems that have always been there. Yeah, they're underlying, but they've always been there, and they just haven't been resolved. That's Because that's the root. Exactly. If you don't, so, if you don't like, resolve the roots, then everything else is just, like... Yeah, it's just going to keep on growing, and then yeah. the next thing you know, it's completely not manageable anymore. Good tree. Exactly. <laughs> A relationship is a tree. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it just takes time, but you just have to be open-minded and communicate, to be honest. Like, yeah. you just have to talk it through, even though it makes you feel uncomfortable. And talking about things like that can be really uncomfortable, yeah. I fully understand. But if you value your relationship and you want things to work with that person, you will go through that uncomfortable conversation yeah. to make them happy. Because I feel like you definitely have to be vulnerable. Of course, yeah. And I think that's 
that's not easy itself. No. Because that's, like, revealing who you really are, exactly. right? Like, shutting down all, like, the layers. Like an onion. Like Shrek. <laughs> so many different <laughs> analogies. <laughs> but that is right. Like, at the end of the day, as humans, we don't want to be vulnerable. We hate being vulnerable. Yeah, it's scary. Exactly. So I think when someone is being vulnerable with you, you have to be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. And, like, treat it with caution. Like an onion. Yeah, shedding like onions. That's a Shrek thing. I'm gonna find her. Okay, my question next question is how do you keep the spark going? Like how do you maintain it? Because you know, things can get boring, right? For sure. Like it's normal. For sure. Um like you can't always have your ups. There's always gonna be downs and ups. Yeah. So what keeps it going? Like years. Yeah, because right. how long was I in a relationship for? Like five? five? Yeah, five years. So yeah. How, how did you keep it going, Amelia? <laughs> She's laughing at me because she knows what I'm going to She wants me to say something. Say it, say it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you just have to keep trying, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Bye. you just have to try. Whether that is doing something new every month. Or everything. If she's looking at me like, they just say send nudes. That is not how you keep the relationship alive. I guess that's part of trying. If the guy likes nudes, then send them nudes. Yeah, what guy's going to say no to that? It just depends. Some people don't like that type but yeah, of yeah, yeah. Sorry, you go. <laughs> no, um, how do you keep things going? I think just like... like w- give us examples of like things you did to, mm. or what things he did mm. to keep it up. Yeah, to be fair, like, there was a period of time where we weren't fighting, but it was kind of like, we've been together for so long, it was like, what, like, what, not what are we doing, because obviously we're not going to get married at the age of 20, but it was kind of like, we were both really busy with studies, working, family, that we kind of become almost dating for the sake of dating, in a way. We weren't doing anything new. What do you mean by, like, not doing anything new? Like, we were just doing our usual stuff, like, we would just have dinner once a week, do the same thing every single all the time. Um, and, like, I know there are some people that think, but that's the whole point of a long-term relationship is to have something comfortable. And I fully agree with that. It was comfortable, but I think sometimes you can get too comfortable to this point that you can get bored. Were you, like, stagnant? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And I think both of us was kind of, like, I mean, also, it wasn't any of our fault. It's just, like, that was just what life was at that time. It was just really busy. But doing things, like... I don't know, like, we were having study dates. I think that was part of the problem. But at the same time, we were in our last year of uni. So maybe even, like, changing it up, doing date night where it's not a study if you are studying. Doing date night where it's, like, no phones, you talk to each other. Doing, going to a new restaurant maybe. Yeah. Doing some kind of a new experience every few months perhaps. Doing a staycation if that's your thing. Uh, We can't travel at the moment, but travelling helps as well if if you have the capacity, I guess, to do it. I don't know, just, like, doing something different, you know? Mm. Something a little bit different that's not the usual. Of course, you can still do your routine dinners and, like, stuff that makes you guys comfortable, but, like, yeah. once in a while, doing something a little bit different that you guys can... Just spice it up, you know? Yeah, spice it up. We don't mean it in, like, sex life. It's <laughs> <laughs> just really funny to bring it up. I mean, you I know, guess... Buy if... that lingerie. Yeah, I guess if I... <laughs> I guess if that is your thing, yeah... I mean, if you're, especially if it's physical touch, buy that lingerie, you know, like spice it up in the bedroom if that's your thing. Buy a vibrator. Oh yeah, why not, you know? Use a sex toy. Sex toy, yeah. Doing something different, like, because 
I'm saying different, like, in terms of, like, dinner places and events, but you can do stuff different in the bedroom if that's your thing. Just give me options, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to give you priority in what you can do. Send nudes if it's, like, send nudes once in a while. I don't know, have sex in public if that's your thing. Yeah, I mean, you're like into those kinks, do Yeah, right? exactly. Like, doing, like, small things. I think also just trying in general. Yeah. Um, Maybe, like, dressing a little bit nicer for date night, perhaps. It's true. Yeah, like, just small things like that, I think. Just something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. helps the spark, like, stay. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. But can't speak on behalf when you have kids, though. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> Ask us in. How old are we? 24? Yeah, Ask Ask to... <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Six to seven years will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, ten maybe. Did you like see that um, Laura and Matt, Daily Mail reported them like they finally had sex after six months? Oh, yeah. Because she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, she was pregnant and yeah. then obviously when you have a baby, you can't have sex for a bit. Yeah. Fucking Daily Mail, though. Um, uh, Laura and Matt by like, they're from The Bachelor. And we act like we know them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, Parents is another level. We will not understand that until we get there. Yeah, we just know what it's like to balance work, study, and relationship, really. Yeah. Going off that then, like, mm. how did you balance that out in terms of, like, how did you go about prioritising what was important in both your lives? Mm-hmm. Was your relationship always number one? Was mm-hmm. it your family, your studies? Like, how did you go about balancing that? Mm-hmm. And when it got chaotic, how did you go about mm-hmm. that also? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Because I find that a lot of people actually struggle with it. It's not easy. Exactly. Like, being myself, I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Too many things happening. (laughs) Like, under pressure, I'm under the water, like, in the drown. (laughs) So how did you have also, like, a relationship on top of that? Like, that's that's a big one. Mm. Right. I think when we were both studying in uni and we were both working, we were both relatively close with our families as well. And for me, spending time with Mon and my friends by themselves without my boyfriend there is very important to me for me I and it was also really important to him so I think with that first of all it's just making sure that you have the same priorities because if one person prioritizes the relationship and one person prioritizes their career yeah you're gonna clash right there yeah it's not gonna work right for both of us we were really young so for us it's all about career so that was number one yeah I feel like family is always number one yeah, for yeah. us. Unspoken rule, family yeah. is always number one. But not that we didn't care about our relationship. It's just that we were in that period of time where we had to kind of work hard, yeah. study, find a job. And that was our priority. And we both understood that because we both understood that, yes, we had the same priority, but that doesn't mean that we don't love each other yeah. if we need to like spend a Saturday studying and stuff right yeah and my boyfriend also understand that it was really important for me to spend time with Mon and maintain my friendships as well because I think Mon and I have talked about this all the time it's just for both of us when you're in a relationship friendship doesn't like get deprioritized it's not like boyfriend is number one and forever is number one I think just like from what I've witnessed and seen it's just I think friendships are there. Mm-hmm. Like, what your foundation is, how long you've known them, they're mm-hmm. always going to be there. They're mm-hmm. not going to go away. And if mm-hmm. you can maintain that, they're, like, long, like, lifelong friendships, right? Guys, unless you're marriage, mater- marriage materials, they can come and go. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sure. They can be a fling. They they can go away real easily. Friendships, I think, are solid people in your life. He will always be there for you. Exactly. And the same as family, right? Yeah. So, for us, it's like we understood our priorities. So, that's how... That's why it helped that it was when life got busy. It's kind of yeah. like, it's not anything against me. It's not that you don't love me. Yeah. It's just, that's what life is like at the moment. 
But did you have to say that? Did you have to、mm. tell him that this was a priority, or was just like so unspoken? It was just so easy in that sense、mm. where like you knew both those things were important. I think at the start, to be honest, I was a little bit like, "Oh, why is he spending so much time with me compared to like all the other boyfriends and girlfriends that I had in my life,、yeah. right?" And I was kind of like, "Oh, does that mean that our relationship is less than everyone else's and stuff like、okay. that?" So I get we have had a conversation. It was more just like a candid conversation, to be honest. It、yeah. was more just like you know, like I think maybe it was based off a fight, to be honest, about us not spending enough time together. It's、yeah. more like, look, like my main thing at the moment is just to study and like,、yeah. you know, but I will try my best to like balance the relationship, of course. Yeah, and of course, there's been times that we have fought about it, but then I think. Very quickly after we had that conversation, it was like fine because we both understood. Because、yep. he, we both knew that if Korea meant so much to us and we couldn't balance a the relationship, then let's just break up. Like at、yep. the end, at the end of the day, why waste both of our times,、yeah. right? Fair enough. So for us, it was really easy to be like, look, if you don't want a relationship, just say so. We wanted the relationship. We both wanted it. So it was more just trying to find that balance. So it's yeah, like that works for both of you. Yeah, it's yeah. like let's not hang out four times a week because we don't have time for that. But、yeah. let's just like set one day in the week, whether that is a Friday or whatever day,、yeah. and let's do date night. That day we won't be studying, we won't be、yeah. doing anything except spending time with each other, and that was enough for me to be honest. Yeah, I remember. I think they had their Friday nights for each other. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia and I made plans to do stuff on a Friday night one time,、yeah. and I think he got really offended. Yeah, he did. I did tell him because he was like, "Oh,、um, I think he was kind of like, 'Oh, our usual Friday night dinner.'" And I was like, "Oh, I actually made plans with Mon to do this," and he got really upset at me, like probably he's like, "But Friday night's date night," and I'm like, "I'm really sorry. I can like hang out with him on Saturday." And he's like, "That's、no, fine. Whatever." <laughs> Really, you know his voice. <laughs> and then I told her, she's like, "Oh, really? Sorry." That did feel bad though. But it wasn't like it wasn't anyone's. <laughs> it wasn't anyone's fault. Like we, it, but like times like that, right? Like Mon could only do the Friday, so I prioritized Mon because he could do other days. It was just fine. Like we could just sub another day. Don't be so dramatic, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just being on the same page about it, communicating it. Yeah. Like even when you're busy, just be like, "Hey, look, I'm have I actually have a really busy week this week.、Mm. Is it okay if maybe I don't know we don't have dinner this week, but we could go for a, a walk or coffee instead, like a shorter hangout? Yeah. Or how about let's not like maybe we can't see each other this week, but let's just see each other twice next week because like maybe it's less busier. Because you know how in uni there's like assessments and stuff, and、yeah. then there's weeks that's a bit more quiet. Just like stuff like that. I think if you just talk about it, you'll find what works out, what works for you. Yeah. But you know, for us, we didn't need to hang out four days a week. We both knew that like family also was important.、Yeah. I guess that makes things easier. For sure, when then, you have someone's on the same page, it makes it easier. Yeah, because if your if relationship was different on each of you. I think that's where shit hits the storm. Yeah, because、yeah, you have completely different expectations, right? That person is that person is needy, for example,、mm. of that relationship, and like I think that's that relationship for them will be like number one. Mhm.、Right? Exactly, and、yeah. if maybe if someone doesn't care so much about their career, perhaps yeah, the other person does. It's like it's like how dependent you are. Like, if you're codependent, then oh, you need to、no. sort that out, guys. Yeah, no, no codependency. <laughs> yeah. And it's also unfair. Like hypothetically, someone does prioritize family and 
career yeah and the other person perhaps maybe doesn't so much it's almost unfair for you to ask them to deprioritize that stuff that's the thing yeah it's hard you can't yeah for me it's like I would feel really uncomfortable if my boyfriend was like look I want you to stop hanging out with mon that's so uncomfortable yeah or it's like look I don't want you like I want to see you twice a week and there's no flexibility around that it's kind of like what it's like, saying a dictatorship here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? It's all about flexibility and understanding. But, of course, you have to communicate it. But I think what also made it easier, and I think people have pointed this out to me in the past, is that my boyfriend, my previous boyfriend, is in our friendship group. He knew Mon, and he knew yeah. all my friends. That made things easier. For sure. Because there would be sometimes that Mon and him and I would hang out as a three. Oh, yeah. He was the third wheel. <laughs> he was the third wheel, not Mon. <laughs> I, no, no. I was the other partner. <laughs> so I think it definitely helps. And I think Mon and I have said this before. It's like, if we were to date someone in the future, we would really like it if our boyfriends got along with, like, Mon and I slash our friends. I think it's just... It, easier to make plans it just mesh as well Mm -hmm. there's no need to keep it separate Mm -hmm. because i think if you have to keep it separate then you need to put time away again for all these different people and there's only so many days and hours we have in a week for sure right in our lives and there's only like there's also like personal time like me time oh yes for both of us is really important like downtime just to like be alone Mm -hmm. and like just, like, recover, mm-hmm. re-energize again, recharge yeah. your social battery. Because there's yes. only so much, like, people we can see. Yeah. Right? For sure. So if they mesh, then it just makes it easier. Yeah. But that's, like, an ideal world. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, nothing's perfect. And I think some of that stuff comes as it, later on in your relationship. Yeah. Because, I mean, some of our friends have introduced their partners to us. Yeah. And we all get along now. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. So I can definitely see that if your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever gets along with your friendship group makes life so much easier for you i have one more question Mm. um in terms of what was your boyfriend's love language did you have Mm. to like understand that did you have to like figure yourself out a bit more because to match him in a way yeah he would be different yeah so this is funny that one asks me because i don't think his physical touch was that high i think his one was quality time and acts of service yeah so it's the same one as mon and quality time was fine because it was the exact same. But his love language was acts of service. And yeah. mine was physical touch. So I know at the beginning, because he didn't constantly say like, oh, I love you. or Because words of affirmation is quite high for me too. Yeah. So because he didn't constantly say those type of aff- stuff to me and he wasn't a super touchy person, I was kind of like, do you not love me? Yeah. And I was kind of, I used to get upset. I'm like, I want you to like do this and this more. This is before I realized about love languages, and he was kind of like, but like I don't like to show love oh, in that he way. Like PDA, it's yeah. so cute. He doesn't like PDA, but this is me. I'm like a super. I don't love PDA, but I do love He's like touch. Yeah, like really hand holding. Yeah, hand holding or like the touch on the back or like I don't know a small tap. Like yeah. I take notice to all of that stuff. So I think once he realized that. I am a touchy person. I do like that touch aspect of a relationship. He did try a little bit more to, like, be a little bit more touchy, even though sometimes he's like, this is not natural to me. (laughs) (laughs) So he did get better. And then for me, I feel like acts of service I always did anyway. 
Yeah. So it wasn't a problem for me to show acts of service to him because I did that anyway. Mm. I like helping people. But it's more so on his end is that he needs to understand that I'm quite a touchy person. So the small touches here and there means a lot more mm. to me than it does to him. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. So it's just understanding. But again, our love languages could differ with the relationships we have in the future. So yeah. let's have this conversation again. Gotta have like a middle ground. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, at the end of the day with relationships, you just have to be honest. You just have to have trust and you just have to communicate. Yeah. You have to be open minded and understand that this is another human being that you decided yeah. to be together. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't be so stuck in your ways in a way is what I found, because it's so easy for you to be like, I mean, it's hard, because for so long, you're like, this is how I am, and like, this is how I do things, but as soon as you enter a relationship, it's almost like, okay, this is how I've always done it, but this is not going to work in this instance, and with Mm -hmm. this person, so it's almost changing it, but not changing your personality completely. If you have to change who you are, no, they're not it, right? Yeah, definitely not it, and that's a whole new story. You shouldn't need to change who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't change your personality, but maybe changing your approach and how you do things. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I would say that. You just have to be open-minded when you enter a relationship. Because you're meshing two lives together. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And it's not always going to mesh super easily. No. There's always... No relationship ever just, like, meshes perfectly and, you know, it's happy ending. There's always going to be a little bit of changing this and that, adjusting, and compromise. Mm -hmm. But not compromising too much. Yeah. Eh, That's just a balance, I think, end of the day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, obviously everyone's relationship is different, so we hope that this was, like, somewhat interesting and we didn't ramble on too much. Because Mon knows, like, a lot about my relationship, so I feel like, I hope that we covered everything. No, I think in general, to maintain long-term relationships, we've got that pat down. Yeah. Um... I don't think we'll be diving into anything too specific. No, we won't be. But yeah, I think this would be the end of our episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy a little insight into long-term relationships and Amelia and mine, like, love languages. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week for our next episode. Yeah, Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. We yeah. upload Wednesday. <laughs> yes, a little reminder. All right, we'll see you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Woo!